Heavenly Father, Lord, we, we praise you this evening, Father. Uh, we thank you for this time uh, that we can uh, gather together as a church body and uh, see these uh, kids um, uh, sing songs, Lord, of, of praise to you and to lead in worship and to hear this uh, testimony of grace in uh, Lindsay Waldrop's life, Lord. And so we just uh, thank you now for this time that we have together to be in your word and uh, pray, Lord, you'll use my my uh, weak words, Lord, uh, for uh, benefit um, for, for these who have gathered and that you would be glorified uh, through all of this. Give us uh, ears uh, to hear and a uh, heart to uh, be receptive. And so we pray all this in, in Christ's name. Amen. So we'll, we'll be in uh, Psalm 82. And uh, let me just read the, the psalm in its entirety here. <clears throat> the psalm of Asaph. God has taken his place in the divine council. In the midst of the gods, he holds judgment. How long will you judge unjustly and show partiality to the wicked? Selah. Give justice to the weak and the fatherless. Maintain the rights of the afflicted and the destitute. Rescue the weak and the needy. Deliver them from the hand of the wicked. They have neither knowledge nor understanding. They will walk about in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are shaken. I said, you are gods, sons of the Most High, all of you. Nevertheless, like men you shall die and fall like any prince. Arise, O God, judge the earth, for you shall inherit all the nations. <clears throat> I don't have three points in a poem here tonight. We're going we're gonna to walk through this verse by verse and... Walk right into the to the house here. Um, the, the the passage opens up with I think just a fascinating uh, scene here uh, as as we think on it and meditate upon it. Uh, look at that first verse again. Uh, God has taken His place in in the divine council. In the midst of the gods, He holds judgment. Just a mysterious uh, scene as you think about it. Uh, you know what is this what is this divine council? What is this uh, in the midst of the gods? He holds judgment. It, 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 it sort of almost reminds you of, of something you see with the, the Greek pantheon of gods and the gods of Zeus and, and uh, Artemis and the god of Hermes and, and such. Or um, perhaps with the Egyptian, their, their multiplicity of gods, the god of the Nile and the gods of all the uh, various uh, areas of, of nature. Or uh, even today with, with Mormon belief, there, there's this idea of, of um, many gods that, that a person could, could achieve godhood. You know, is, is, this, is this something that, you know, this is in fact something that the Mormons would use to, to, to teach that. But in fact, we know that there, there is only one true God. And that, that is the, the God, the creator of, of heaven and earth um, that we see here. Um, so let, we should we should be clear on this. There's only one uncreated, eternal, all-powerful God. There's not a multiplicity of, of lesser gods in the sense of a Greek pantheon of gods. Now, there, there are, to, to be sure, a spiritual realm and angelic beings, both good and evil. But these are created, created beings, not a, a, a true, true gods. So, what, you know, what is this referring to, this divine council in this uh, uh, God coming into the midst of the gods, he holds judgment. I, I think what we have uh, laid before us here, these gods are referring to the to the civil, to the governmental authorities um, that God has ordained. 
Uh, if you look at the context of the, of the passage that we read, you know, we see that um, these, these rulers have this responsibility to judge justly. They're questioned on why they're not judging justly. They are to give justice to the weak and to the fatherless. They're to maintain the right of the afflicted and the destitute. And, uh, you know, later on it, it says we, we see that they're mortals. Like men, they shall, they shall die. And so I think what we have here in this reference to the midst of the, of the gods is God has delegated his authority to man in the, in the governmental authority in, in judges and in, in local uh, positions, state, federal and such. Um, and so he is, he is in, in a way, delegated his authority to, to uh, rule and bring order to society. Could you imagine if, if we did not have this, this order, what anarchy there would be? No police, no 911 to call, no speed limit. Well, some of y'all might not, may not like the speed limit, but if you, if you gave your keys to your daughter, you, you would be concerned. And um, so... Uh, God has ordained, just as he has ordained uh, the family structure, just as he uh, has ordained uh, roles in the church, he, is, he has ordained this uh, governmental structure to order society, to protect society, and to establish a, a rule of, of law. So he has established these things, and uh, I think of, of Romans uh, 13.1 that says, Let every, every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those that exist have been instituted by God. And so we see that these offices and um, that these the, these rulers have been given, and they are established by God. Um, but they are we see in this first verse they are accountable to God. God comes in the midst of this divine council, and uh, from the very beginning in verse two. He poses this divine counsel, um, this question, how long will you judge unjustly and show partiality to the, to the wicked? So there, although the, the office is instituted by God, it does not necessarily mean that those in, in those offices are ruling in a manner that is reflecting the image of God and the character of God and the righteousness of God. And so that's why we see these these questions being raised and these this um, these um, uh, demands being made of these rulers. And as, as I thought about it, as you think through um, uh, history, uh, it's been a common theme where those in power have ruled unjustly. I, you know, you think of the, the time of the divided kingdom of Israel, the northern kingdom, where there was king after king after king who did evil, it's, it's often said, who did evil in the sight of the Lord. Even in the, in the southern kingdom of Israel, uh, there were many kings who did evil in the sight of the Lord. On occasion, there would be a, a king who did what was right in the sight of the Lord. Um, this, uh, you know, this October 31st, we'll be celebrating the 500-year anniversary of when Martin Luther um, uh, nailed the 95 Theses to the Witten, Wittenberg door. Um, can you, can you, can you, Think about those times, those tumultuous times when the um, religious authorities would have people burned at the stake uh, simply for um, translating the scriptures into a language that they could read. The sanctioned scripture could only be uh, read, read in Latin, which, no one, which only the, the religious uh, professional could read. The common ordinary person could not 
read the scriptures for themselves. And so people were burned at the stake for um, passing these scriptures along, for reading these scriptures. Hundreds and thousands were. I think of uh, William Tyndale, an Englishman who translated the New Testament from the Greek into uh, into English. He was um, an outlaw, became an outlaw, and was eventually apprehended by the religious authorities. Was strangled and burned at the stake. So you read about these these tragic stories of injustice, not by the the criminal, but by the the governmental authorities. And we well understand this question posed by the psalmist. How long will you judge unjustly? You continue on, and, and we, we think of many other uh, episodes and times in history with, with Hitler's Germany and the extermination of some five million Jews. Uh, you think of, of, of Stalin in, in the, with the gulag and uh, many millions who were impoverished and in famine and uh, to such conditions that they were reduced to cannibalism. Just atrocious, tragic times of, of history, Saddam Hussein, uh, I think of, of nowadays North Korea, King, Kim Jong-un, who oppresses his own people, although the military is built up, um, but many are living in impoverished conditions. So we, we well understand this question, how long will you judge unjustly? In America today, we, we may not you know, have such extreme conditions but we, we look at the trajectory of, of where our, our nation is, is taking, taking us. Uh, people are facing injustice and persecution, not just from peers or coworkers, but from established governing authorities. Uh, as I thought about, a main area of contention deals with this redefinition of marriage. The scriptures are clear. No matter what the, the latest polls of America uh, say, the Lord who designed us and made us made us male and female. Marriage is between a man and a woman. If you challenge this now, there will be repercussions. And you see this uh, uh, continually in the, in the news on a regular basis. I just uh, read an article recently about two ladies in uh, Phoenix, Arizona, uh, Joanna uh, Duca and <coughs> Brianna uh, Kosky. They specialize in hand painting and hand lettering and calligraphy for weddings and other special occasions. They've been told by an Arizona judge they must create art for same-sex weddings or they will face jail time and fines. Uh, decisions now being appealed. I just I told my son just a, just a couple days ago um, that if, if you're going to stand for the truth, stand for the, the truth of the scriptures, you may have to go to jail for that. Just very upfront with him. Um, and indeed, people are facing it today. If they make a stand for Christ in this redefinition of marriage. Uh, another article um, recently I read, uh, Kentucky judge, Mitch, Judge uh, Mitchell Nance, uh, who had recused himself from proceedings where gay couples were trying to adopt children. The judge now faces multiple violations of judicial misconduct for his bias and prejudice based on sexual orientation. Uh, so this, this Judge Nance is, this past week has uh, submitted his letter of resignation, um, just sending a clear signal for, for current judges who hold to similar beliefs, um, will they also resign? Well, will uh, and will uh, in, um, uh, those uh, who aspire to be a judge, will, will they need not apply? We too may say with the psalmist, will the judges judge unjustly? 
so we see we see this um, this situation where God, yes, he has, he has established the civil authorities, governmental authorities, but they are still held accountable for how they judge, how they rule. They are still responsible. And that, that's why we have this question um, uh, from the from the Lord. Uh, we continue on. Verse three, give justice to the weak and the fatherless. Maintain the right of the afflicted and the destitute. And the, the idea here is, is, is not, not to say, okay, just because they're poor, rule in their favor. It's just treat them fairly. Give, give them justice. Give them what's, maintain uh, what is right for them. Um, and this was not being done. And so the, the, uh, this demand is, is being uh, put on to these rulers. Uh, give ju- judgment based on the truth, not based on playing favorites or pleasing more or just pleasing the more influential, wealthy person. Do what is right because it is right. Verse four continues. Uh, rescue the weak and the needy. Deliver them from the hand of the wicked. And so th- this situation is it, it's it's becoming seems more dire, more more urgent. It's a, it's a sad situation. When uh, those who are weak are facing oppression from the from the wicked, who are more power, powerful, who will deliver them? The judge has the power, the responsibility to deliver them. You know, what will they do? Most often they're in cahoots with the wicked. <clears throat> I, I remember years ago, it, it seemed it seems so long ago. Um, I, I was a two year missionary in in Bangladesh. And so this was about 2002, and I had these uh, uh, two gentlemen that I was uh, discipling. Uh, One was a a younger man, and I I wish I could, I forgot his name, and, um, but no surprise there. (laughs) But um, I I remember his face, I remember his face, and the other gentleman was my translator, Donnie Rom, I remember him. And uh, they would, they would go out into the, I lived in the city, the kind of the main city, and you have these surrounding uh, it was really agrarian culture, but I was in the in the city, and they would uh, go out uh, to villages, and uh, their their mode of operation would be to uh, test the drinking water for arsenic, which was a, a common problem there. And as they did that, they would um, share stories from the Bible, stories of creation, stories from the life of Christ, and um, they would also give out literature. This one particular uh, village, something went badly wrong, and uh, the villagers did not like what they uh, were saying. Uh, you have to understand that this is a Muslim culture. This is uh, 85% Muslim. One, the, the young man, uh, who was a, he was a former Muslim and now a Christian. That's a very dangerous thing to to uh, let people know about. And so they were they were mobbed. They were beaten. Their clothes were torn. Uh, the police were, were called in, and um, uh, thankfully, and uh, took them out of there. They were put in the police truck and, and taken back to the city where I was um, uh, living. And uh, the um, uh, put in the jail cell. I remember visiting them there in jail and looking through the bars, and still remember the the, the young man's face and um, and torn clothes. And uh, there was a but there was a peace on his face, and uh, through the sweat, it was hot, and he said, "Brother, you know, uh, rejoice, for so they persecuted the prophets who were before me." And I was just wow, just amazed. 
Um, so uh, they were there in jail. The, uh, the, the village, the, the police chief of that village um, got my address and came to visit me. And uh, again, you have to understand that this was a very corrupt culture. And he came to me and, and said it was very wrong for them to come to our village and uh, to, to proclaim these things. And um, basically asked for a ransom. You know, if you give me this money, then I will write a good police report. Uh, if not, then I will write a, a bad police report, and they'll be in jail for a long time. And Donnie Rom had a young family um, that I knew, and and the young man uh, had grown to to really love. And uh, right or wrong, I gave him money. I, I gave him money. His amount was about a hundred dollars, I think. And um, uh, so he left. That same day, I had a friend come visit me, who was uh, in charge of a, a not um, an orphanage, and. I told him about the situation, and he, he said, "You know, Bobby, let me let me go to the to the police chief of the city, in the city, and see, you know, maybe if he could help us." And he went, and um, uh, the next day, that uh, village policeman came back and uh, um, brought back all the money that I'd given him, and was on his knees. And I just never forget it, but he was begging me for favor with this, the city police chief. Um, just long story short, though, uh, he, they were put on trial. They were released. Thank God for that. And I've been praying and let the, my, my superior career missionary low. And I'm sure he was on the phone. And a lot of people were praying. And um, this prayer, rescue the weak and the needy, deliver them from the hand of the wicked. And that it, it was an answer, answer to prayer. You know, I share that, and I, but I know that oftentimes that does not happen. That does not happen where those who are in need or weak are not delivered and they're in jail still or pay the ultimate price. Um, but this is, this is, uh, you know, the, I think I read this first. I think of uh, situations like these. Um, we, we continue to why, you know, why, um, did, uh, why did these rulers rule in, in, in such a manner? Uh, the verse, this, this chapter continues. Um, they, they have neither knowledge nor understanding. They walk about in darkness. And, and so, it, you know, again, it's a, it's a sad uh, situation. You, you have these. These are the rulers. These are the judges. These are the ones that have influence. They, they make the decisions and they, they don't have knowledge. They don't have understanding. They're walking about in darkness. They can't even see. They don't even realize what they're what they're doing. They're in total oblivious. It's dark. I I, um, I, I think about what uh, Christ said to the to religious leaders. You're blind leaders of the blind. How, how ridiculous is that for a blind person to lead another blind person? Why would a blind leader lead the blind? Well, they don't even know they're blind. They don't they don't even realize that they are. They don't have knowledge nor understanding. The God of this word has blinded them to the truth of, of the gospel. And so um, they walk about in, in darkness. And um, can, the verse continues. That this, And so you have these rulers who are, are governing in a, in a wicked and unrighteous way. Uh, you have the effect of this. All the, the foundation of the earth are, are shaken. Uh, you know, I've never been in a... Earthquake, um, but um, I, you know I can well Im imagine uh, 
if, if, if that would happen, how unsettling and, and anxious that would be. I know there was an earthquake in, in Mexico where there was uh, some 300 people killed. And uh, the, so the foundations of the earth are shaken. It Does, doesn't matter how pretty the house is. Uh, I think of what Jesus said. Um, what, un, what undergirds the house? Jesus used a similar analogy. Whoever hears my sayings and does not do them, I liken him to the man who built his house on the sand. And the rains came and the winds blew and it fell. And great was its fall. Where, where is our foundation personally as a nation? Uh, nations have risen. Nations have fallen. America, uh, you know, is no doubt it's a, it's a great power in the world today. But so were the Egyptians. So were the Assyrians. So were the Babylonians. So were the Persians. So were the Greeks. So were the Romans. So were the French. So were the Germans. And so on and so on. You read, you read through, through history. And I, I think to, just to any casual observer, ver, observer, they would, they would say that, I mean, there's a chink in the armor. Pray for our leaders. Pray in the terms of this psalmist. Lord, give justice to the weak and the fatherless. Maintain the right of the afflicted and the destitute. Uh, The the verse continues. Verse verse eight. I said, I said, you are God, sons of the most high, all of you. Nevertheless, like men, you shall die and fall like uh, any any prince. We see the this these rulers, these unrighteous rulers in, although they have. Uh, uh, for a season, a God delegated authority. They, ru- they rule. They rule as gods, not because um, they are gods. They stand as God's representatives, but they're, they're, they are ruling um, not in a manner uh, that reflects the righteousness of God. Instead, they exalt themselves, make themselves to replace the one true God. I I, I saw recently a statue of Kim Jong-un, the, the, the dictator of North Korea. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Google that. And you'll see he's, he's made this bronze statue of himself, as, long, as well as his father. And it's some um, seven uh, stories tall. And you see in the, in the foreground all these uh, people bowing down before this bronze statue. It reminds me of King Nebuchadnezzar with the golden statue. It was some nine stories tall. And uh, the people had to bow down uh, or, or else they could be put in the fiery furnace. And uh, this, these self-exalting rulers seek glory for themselves and the people give them this glory. And these rulers become puffed up with pride. But they don't realize that in the end, like men, uh, they shall die. Their glory was only temporary. Their glory was a, a passing, was a, a water vapor passing away like a grass of the field which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, a water bubble that has a certain beauty for a moment, and then the bubble is gone. These judges are mere men. They're compelled by this psalm psalm, to know their end. I think of Psalm 2 where it says, Kiss the son, lest he be angry, lest he be angry, and you perish in the way. That is, turn to Christ. Exalt him, worship him, revere him, love him. The psalm uh, does not end here. If it, you know, if it ended here, it, it would be unclear whether these whether these grievances would be addressed and whether righteousness would reign. We see uh, that the Lord uh, has the, the last word. Verse eight. 
a beautiful, beautiful verse. Arise, O God, judge the earth, for you shall inherit all the nations. And, you know, I've, I've read this text and I'm, okay, where, where is Jesus in the text? Where is Jesus? Here's, here's Jesus in this, in this text and, and, um, um, I, I think, and, and even, he's, he's all through this text because there's, there's an irony here. There's, there's an irony here. This one, Christ, who is, who will judge all the earth, was himself judged. Just the irony of irony. He's, Christ is, is there before Pilate. And, uh, Pilate says, you know, you know, I have authority to release you. And, and Christ says, well, you have no authority that, other than what's been given to you from above. And, and Christ, Christ remains silent. You know, we, we, we read through this, this list of atrocities and we, we read stories of history and of, of our current day of, of, of all the afflicted and the weak and the terrible and tragic stories. And, um, and many people say, where's God? Where's God? Where's God? He went through it. He went through it. That's, that's where he, he went. He was, he made himself weak so that we can be Come strong. He was um, he was afflicted so that we could be healed. He he was um, interesting fatherless, uh, and it's a, kind of a mystery to me. But I, I think of when he was on the cro- on the cross. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why didn't he call him Father? There was a, a he who knew no sin became sin for for us. That we might become the righteousness of God. So there was a temporary break in the fellowship between God the Father and God the Son. God was in all points tempted as, as we are, yet without sin. He was, he was judged on our behalf. That's what our, our Lord and Savior has, has done for us. And But the verse 8 in, in a triumphant fashion says, Arise, and, and Christ has arose. He has risen from the grave. Uh, uh, justified, uh, showing us the, the path of eternal life. Oh God, He is He is God. He's the Judge of the earth. Um, one day, uh, uh, His voice will will go forth, and and everyone everyone will uh, come come forth uh, either to the resurrection of life or a res- resurrection of of con- condemnation. He He will judge the judge the earth and set things true and right. And finally, for you shall inherit all the all the nations and uh, just uh, I think a, a wonderful thought the, the rulers of this world we get it all they get it all wrong they mess things up terribly we see this all over the news and all over the history books but this will not last forever Christ who has given temp- a temporary stewardship to mankind has given a temporary measure of power through these human ru- rulers will take it back and possess all nations and reign forever and ever Peoples from every tribe, language, nation, for the history of time, we, we've been in constant conflict with one another. But it's common. Always there's wars going on today and all through time. But in this time, for the first time and forever, unite in praise to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb be blessing and honor and glory and might forever and ever. Think upon these words. Meditate on these words. We will one day join this heavenly chorus. The rulers and the judges of the earth may have their time for a season, but the Lord Jesus will be victorious over all. Let's, uh, let's close in prayer.
Dear, dear Heavenly Father, I, we thank you for this time that we could be in your word together. And uh, Lord, just uh, um, we thank you for the, the truth of your sovereignty over all of history, uh, over time today, over time tomorrow. Lord, help us to not lose hope. Lord, when we see you know, tragic things happening around us, uh, even uh, governments and, and rulers oppressing their people, uh, uh, terrible situations, Lord. Lord, these are temporary matters. Lord, help us to see that you, you sit in the divine council and you, you notice, you take notice, and you will right every wrong. And Lord, you will arise and you will uh, inherit all the nations. And we thank you, Lord, that we can be your instrument, your ambassador, Lord, for uh, we have authority as children of God to deliver the weak, deliver the needy, deliver the afflicted, Lord, by the words that we speak. And so, Lord, let that be an application in our own hearts that we have this authority because all authority has been given to you. And we have been commanded to go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations. So, Lord, arm us. Lord, we get so sidetracked by the things of this world. Uh, I do, Father. Help us bring us back to what is true and what is right. Lord, that we may honor you and bring glory to you tomorrow, today, all through this week, God. We praise you that we can be a part of this plan and pray this in Christ's name. Amen.